What's up world? Today we are, is a hot dog a sandwich? Question mark. Today we will be talking about adopt or drop customs and trends across the globe, some wild things that we've heard. We're gonna be talking about them, we're gonna be chopping it up. And then we are also gonna be talking about which TV character would you transport into another fictional world. Finally, public proposals. Are we for or against? At the last minute, I'm gonna tell Jed whether he's for or against. This topic, we've done no research. We're just going straight into it. Jed, how are you doing today? Bro, I'm doing good. And I'm gonna do something that's gonna signify the energy I'm coming on today. Oh. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm gonna have to cancel this whole podcast <laughs> right now. Um, this is a, 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 an audio podcast, but you can <laughs> feel the disgust in the air. Um, Jed has just put on a New York Jets uh, hat, and I don't think I'll be able to look at him for the rest of this podcast. Um, this is a betrayal of the highest order. I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan. This is Boston versus New York. Boston are 2-0 right now. The, the Yankees lost and the Jets already lost. So like, it's just, just more and more L's and another one is going to be given today to New York. So thank you for delivering that to us, Jed. I, I, I can't even look at you right now. I don't even know what we, what we can do. Um, you know what, let's just get into these, this adopt or drop, like national customs. I don't really want to talk to you. This might have to be a solo podcast. I can do this by myself um, if this is the energy that we're coming on. Um, the first one... Um, is adopt or drop talking to yourself in public. Now, what I'm going to say first of all, I'm going to adopt this. And Jed, you need to have a word with yourself because I can't believe that you're wearing that hat. It's outrageous. What were you thinking today? I came on smoke. I came on energy. You know what? I thought for a while we've been very pally-pally, very friendly. This has been an incredible journey of us coming together on this podcast in a friendly way but we can't forget our roots we can't forget where we came from we, we came out in the mud fighting and this was jed versus ethan and i love the pally pally i love the, the the friendly conversations that we've been having week to week to week but now it's, it's time to bring the smoke it's time to bring the energy we're gonna go head to head once again i like how you said i came uh, we came from the mud and you decided to put that on your head and bring it on the show today. Um, so would you talk to yourself in public? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100% I would talk to myself in public. I do that anyway, you know. I, I feel like if you can't talk to yourself, if you can't have an inner dialogue that you sometimes express outwardly, I don't know what's going on for you. Why you feel so uncomfortable with your own words, your own mind. And... That's whatever's going on in their, in the, on their side. But Kanye West said some wild stuff in his life. One of the things he said on the album, Yay, and I think it might be in the first song, is uh, just say something out loud to see how it sounds. Yeah. And genuinely, that is a form, that's one, a form of therapy. But two, it's a great form of meditation just to externalise something. I think it's really important. I think it's great to remove something from your head. Head can be a loud place sometimes. And just putting something out there can quiet down the mind maybe scare off some people around you but if we make this a, a custom and a norm yeah. then it doesn't matter because people are okay with it yeah. speaking of removing something from your head <laughs> <laughs> anytime you want to you're more than welcome to um, I, uh, I agree with you mm. in that um, talking out loud is something that I, I do in and around the house sometimes I'm uh, often kind of mumbling to myself when I'm in my room working through things especially and when you're playing chess oh yeah exactly <laughs> you'll make a move and you'll be like da 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 and I'm like yeah you just got that guy and I like knowing that from a distance <laughs> and I think that's something that we both uh, adopted in yeah. kind of our learning of chess is just 
speaking it kind of creates the the visual kind of image in front of you it allows you to picture it more yeah. um when you when i was learning to read as a child i would i'll talk through it and hearing those uh words and repeating them back to me improved my my quality of speaking yeah uh, so much so that I, my vocabulary is lacking right now but yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, and I think if we naturalize this, if we vocalize this, um, people's feelings and emotions, if they say, ah, oh, you know, I'm having a really tough time at the moment, mm. someone else hears this and they can, they can start that conversation. Mm. If, you, if we learn to express ourselves in public, we can, we can uplift each other, we can help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it creates a more honest and open society, I think. So yeah, yeah I think adopt or drop, we, we're going to adopt this one with a, oh, a firm rubber stamp. I'm, I'm, I was an advocate, I'm always an advocate for thanking the bus driver. Yeah. You know, when you get off the bus, you're like, cheers, thank you. I feel, for one, it's a very English thing to say it in that way. Um, but, like, if you're okay with talking to yourself on that bus, then you have no problem with thanking the driver for doing their job. For sure. And in so many other aspects, when there, when there are usually non-vocab, non, non-vocal communication, yeah. let's turn that into vocal communication. Show thanks, show gratitude, share love. That becomes so much easier to do when people aren't as afraid of speaking in public. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there was, just to finish it off, there's an interesting fact that I read that some people don't have that internal voice in their head. Mm-hmm. And everyone needs an outlet so that could be their their internal voice make it external yeah uh next up we have uh learning the national dance okay uh and i thought this would be really interesting because it it gives the country and everyone a sense of identity for for me the the dance that i experienced the most of in my community is candy the cameo dance like dum 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 every single party i go to from the age of 14 to 21 mm. that was in Lewisham or with my people or just mm. with everyone would finish the party with this dance mm. and you learned by the second time you were at this party that you do this because everyone's there it's a good vibe yeah. it's a good way to finish with, with fantastic energy and it's a shared experience mm. so I would absolutely advocate it for a national dance yeah uh, you know what? I'm going to go against this oh. I'm, 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 I'm going to go against this but one because for me I think Candy uh, transcends nations because mm. because i see i know this is the problem yeah americans call it the electric side yeah get rid of that but like it is this dance is it transcends to my knowledge a single nation and i like that mm. i like that you you have something that's bigger bigger than a single thing and i also would say i'm not sure if everybody in the uk wants to do the migraine skank, which is obviously the national uh, the national dance of the UK. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be putting people out, you know, having to learn how to first let they take the right hand, next let they take the left hand, you know, it's it's, it's it's a complicated dance as it is, you know, they've got to spell it out for you to learn it. So I'm 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 not with this one. I'd rather keep 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 the dances unique in to each individual. Okay, okay, we'll go on to the next one. <laughs> And this was inspired by a very good friend of ours um, who featured on the podcast last week. That's Franco Quinn. Shout out to Franco Quinn. This man, um, I'll tell no lies here, mm-hmm. carries around a bottle of Valentina hot sauce. Yes, sir. And Left some in our crib. Yeah, puts it on everything. I'm pretty sure one breakfast I walked in and he was just pouring it. There was no milk. It was yeah. just hot sauce and Weetabix. Yeah. And with with chili flakes, with chili flakes actually uh, on on the top. And I, whilst I admire the dedication to a, a food substance, it, I can't I can't do that on everything. Not everything is built for hot sauce. No, I can't have uh, a delicious, flavoursome coconut curry with 
Valentina hot sauce. No. As good as it may be. Yeah. I can't have my cereal in the morning. How do you like your toast in the morning? <laughs> with jam, but not with hot sauce. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to drop that trend. However, like, I believe hot sauce should be in every house in the world. You know what? As tasty as Valentina is, as tasty as Valentina sauce is, I'm with you on this one, bro. I'm with you on this one. It's, you know, it's like those people that put ketchup on pizza. Oh, bro, uh... you've got tomato sauce already on the pizza. Why are you putting ketchup on the tape? I just... I took it somewhere else. I took it to a different <laughs> issue that, that I've got. Uh, you know that, that is a valid issue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I see people put ketchup on pineapple. So that's a conversation for a whole other day. But um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Hot sauce is incredible. Oh no. Do you remember when Hillary Clinton, during the 2016 campaign, she she did this really awkward uh, press junket, this, this moment where she was like, I'm here, vote Hillary. And then she like pulled hot sauce out of her bag to try and pander to people who drink hot sauce. And, and all the other groups that go with that. And it was like, what are you doing? Why are you using hot sauce to try and aim at a demographic you think exists? So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I have a bad connection with people just putting hot sauce everywhere. So let's put hot sauce where it deserves to go. And that's on Hot Ones, the great series we watch uh, on YouTube. And on uh, food that deserves it. Like Walker's Crisps. That is one thing that Franco has brought, brought to us. I really enjoy putting hot sauce on Walker's crisps. Mm, I'm about so, to try that. It's, a, it's an incredible thing. <laughs> okay. Next up, we have um, a topic that is, it shouldn't be taken lightly. This no. is a very, very yeah. um, concerning topic, I would say. Mm. Um, and Most pressing topic we may have ever discussed. Yeah, so uh, a little bit of a warning for you guys, and that is um, when you wake up in the morning and you open up your, your bowl um, of cereal or your bowl and some people put cereal first and some people put milk first and there is often i don't know we've had a crisis in the past few years people have more and more people have emerged who have been claiming to put milk on cereal so what i'm proposing what we're proposing is cereal pouring standards that this cereal should always consistently be put in ahead of milk yeah how are you feeling yeah you know this isn't even a conversation how are you putting in milk before you put in cereal how are, you, how are you doing that? How are you, bro, you're just drinking the milk. What are you a cat, my person? What is going on here? Like, huh? how? You don't know the quantity of the cereal to put the milk in it. Like, the, the milk to cereal ratio is really important. Oh, it's yeah. so much easier controlled when you have the solid in first. You can remove the solid much easier than you can remove the liquid. What, you're going to take a funnel with you to the bowl to pour it back in if you've got too much milk? What are you doing? What are you doing? It's like people who put milk in the tea before they put the tea bag in. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. Being... Taylor Lautner, it was on a show with Greg Davis. They were doing an interview together and he asked him to make a cup of tea for him and he put in the milk followed by a tea bag, which I'm pretty sure is a crime in the UK. Yeah. And he was lucky to escape uh, without losing his passport. And I, I don't know how we got home. It's because he's a werewolf, in it? Like, like, he, he, he went when it was a full moon, so yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Twilight and Twilight fans. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. Okay, next. Team, uh, team, uh, team Jacob. <laughs> uh, I've just come back from uh, Malta. Mm-hmm. And in Malta, I heard this, this one particular word. It's, I, I, I heard it saying, Mela, uh, please don't uh, sacrifice me for, for this. Persecute <laughs> <laughs> me for this. Um, this this word, from what I understand, means okay, whatever. It can also mean uh, something, some other rude things, as well as uh, great, fantastic. It has a, a plethora of meanings, um, quite similar to the, the F word in the UK. Yeah. Um, or uh, if you're from ends, peak. Yeah. Peak has about 50 different meanings. Uh, peak still. And I like the idea of having 
these words. In French, they have a je ne sais pas or je pas or <laughs> depending <laughs> on how they're feeling. And I, I'm all for adopting a, like a national word or a national phrase yeah. with multiple meanings depending yeah. on how you say it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm genuinely with you. It's The easier language can become, the, the, I'm all for it. English is the dumbest language that I know. It really genuinely is the stupidest language I've ever heard in my life. Because... You literally can have words that are spelled exactly the same that sound completely different. Then you can have words that follow one one rule and don't follow another rule, and uh, it all is wild. Let's just use one word for the whole English language. I'm just going to take it that far. So I'll say that's tough, though. <laughs> <laughs> and also what say, do you mean? Shout out to Southwark because we we inhabit the borough of Southwark, yeah. and it also doesn't make any sense to say. No, it doesn't. No, <laughs> um, no, you. I think we're adopting most of these. To be fair. If there was one British custom that we could get rid of, yeah, what would we get rid of? Well, first of all, I love tea as much as the next person, but pouring tea onto every meal we have is getting long. I like having my fish and chips particularly with gravy, but oh. it's a national British custom that we pour tea all over it. Have you not had the vinegar tea combination? Bro, bro it's too much salt. I have sugar in my tea. So oh, then when I put vinegar onto, yeah. a, onto a sweet tea, it's, it's a mix-up of, of combinations. I can't have that. I don't know about you, but that, it's messing the flavours. Yeah, having tea on everything is a bit, it's a bit of a downer, you know, especially, like you said, when you've got something with a bit of texture, a bit of crunch to it. Yeah. You want to you experience the batter, you want to experience yeah. toast. Yeah. And just having to pour vast quantities on tea on everything, yeah. Yeah. Um, as was required by our government, it's yeah. just... Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to drop it. Yeah, same. Or it's that, or yeah. whenever you get on a bus, yeah. having to, to to say hello to the Queen, to praise the Queen. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, She's got, like, the little picture in the top left top left corner. Yeah, yeah and you just, you know, uh, thank you, Queen. What? Yeah. What? I know that she actively goes through the cameras of every bus, but she's 94. Jog on. <laughs> you know, we, we love you, Queen. We do, for whatever. But, like... Yeah. Buses, get enough, off them. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Move on, please. <laughs> I'm glad that we can agree on yeah. those. Mm. Um, we have this one, and this I think my favourite question of the day. Yeah. Which is, which TV character would you transport into another world? Yeah. Would you like to go first? Oh, yeah, 100%, 100%. So, I, I thought of this question um, not too long ago. And the idea I came up with was, and this is just an example for you guys. We would love to hear what your ideal world would be where you take one magical character, one character who, who is the main or just any significant character in a really popular series or story and put them into a whole other world. And the one, the example I gave was uh, Sherlock Holmes into Breaking Bad. Ooh. Now, I kind of regret saying that one because... <laughs> This man would catch Walter White so quickly. He would catch Walter White so quickly. But I've realised you might be able to flip it and have Sherlock Holmes as the Walter White character. Yes. He would never be found ever. He would become, one, the greatest drug lord of all time in the whole world, and two, be really funny while doing it. He, you could also then replace Watson. You could replace Chessy Pinkman with Watson. And I think it would be even funnier if Sherlock Holmes was also in, still incredibly British. So, you know, was walking through... <laughs> was it Texas that they were Albuquerque. Albuquerque. So, literally, walking through Albuquerque <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the cap and the massive, um, the massive coat with the pipe and with Watson as well, being incredibly British while making this blue crystal meth and selling it to whoever, whoever wants it while these just weird Southern Americans, Americans from the South, try to, to work out who this super, this Heisenberg character is. Yeah. 
That's it, it's interesting because uh, Sherlock for me is he's he's this genius. He's got the genius of uh, a Walter White. I say even more so than mm, Walter mm. White. Um, but then he also have the has the tendencies of a, a Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. He's almost like the, the two characters fuse into one troublesome combination. Yeah. Whereas Watson is quite straight and narrow. So how do you think Watson would like navigate this this relationship, suddenly becoming <laughs> one of the most powerful <laughs> drug lords yeah. in America? Yeah, turning into this drug phenom. You know what? The thing about Watson that stands that is everlasting for me is Watson's love for Sherlock. That, that I find is, is the real holder. There are times when Watson is almost driven to death, like where Watson almost dies, where Sherlock almost dies, Watson always comes back because he loves, and they, and they love each other, right? They, Absolutely. They come to each other's uh, aid. And I think that bond is one of the real connectors and the real humanators, that's not the word, but the things that embody them as humans. Because when you see Sherlock Holmes' brain, you're like, he's not human, he's a robot, he's an alien, he's this. Like he has all these kind of out-of-body experiences where he can like see alleyways through London and stuff like that. His love for, for Watson is what grounds him. Mm. And I think Watson's love for Sherlock is also what, what, t- what allows him to take off. So I genuinely would think Watson would run with it. Mm. I think the second he got over the fact that this was absolutely mad, he would run with it. And he would be like, you know what? Let's do this thing really, really well. He's got military training. So, you know, he would be able to be the point man. You know, when they're <laughs> doing all this, he would drop any cops in the That's true. So... they could... getting clapped. Yeah. Everyone, um... Los Poyos Hermanos. Los Poyos Hermanos. You know, I think that relationship would be incredibly different with Sherlock oh, Holmes. God's and the yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just think Sherlock Holmes and Gustavo Fring would have a great relationship. They really would, you? Yeah. <laughs> there is a, an air in which they carry themselves, which is very similar. They yeah. know how smart they are and how in tune they are and just how easy it is to kind of get behind these, uh, I think, in part, kind of trivialised American cops on the DEA agents. Yeah. I also think uh, Sherlock Holmes would love that fried chicken. I want to go to Los Puerto Manos and get some chicken. Let's go to the Chicken Brothers and let's make it happen. Calm down. Yes, sir. So, for me, uh, I would like to transport uh, Artemis Fowl into <laughs> the Star Wars universe. Um, and for those who don't know Artemis Fowl, he is a, a boy genius, a, a teenage genius, mm-hmm. um, who... Uh, realizes that there are these fairy people or kind of elf, elfish people mm-hmm. um, in and around in, in, in his environment in, in his world and he kidnaps one of them um, and holds them to ransom in order to restore his family's fortune to get gold because he knows that they hoard uh, masses and masses of gold and they're incredibly rich and powerful and also wants to, to take on their powers mm-hmm. and this is quite similar to the force and the Jedi and being this um teenage kind of genius i could see him interacting with the jedi council yeah. as well as the sith and trying to kind of find uh, a way to to harness the duality of the uh, the good side of the force and the bad side of the force he is able to create these devices that interact with the fairy world and essentially to 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 put them at a, at a deficit mm. and I couldn't imagine him in a world where he can travel through space and potentially time and manipulate the force yeah, yeah, that, that that would be that would it's it's kind of like taking uh you know putting a kid in a candy shop like giving them all the extent to which their their imagination can run you know um I feel like Artemis Fowl is is only limited by the uh, surroundings yes so when the surroundings go infinitely expansive <laughs> the, the possibilities of, of of what Artemis Fowl can do become infinite as well and we've seen in the Star Wars world yeah. a, a child put together a spaceship and go away. <laughs> yeah. And Artemis Fowl is 
far more intelligent than Anakin at this age. Oh, yeah. um, so, like you say, his possibilities are truly endless. Would he become the evil emperor? Would he dominate the universe? Mm. Or would he just settle for having his own realm in which he presides over and has his own kind of ultimate pocket of power? Yeah, I, you know what? I can see Artemis Fowl being a broker between the Sith and the Jedi. <laughs> being, you know, being like, you know what? Even if Artemis Fowl couldn't access the Force, which I think probably could, um, would, you know be so powerful, so well connected to all of the things going on, would have the hands in the pockets of the Jedi and the Sith and the Republic and everyone and would be playing them off against each other yeah. and would be a really interesting character to watch being like a neutral. Just be like, I'm just here doing my thing. I know you guys can't mess with me, so I'm just going to stay out of your force business because I don't care about it. I'm going to be more powerful even though I don't have the force. I think that'd be incredible. Yeah. So our final topic today yes. is public proposals. Now, we've done no research. Did you are against and I'm for. Okay. So I will be starting going through for why I am for public proposals. Now, we love football. Mm -hmm. We love soccer. We love basketball. Mm. We love the halftime moments where you bring someone <laughs> to the centre and they shoot the half-court shot and they make it. Yeah. People win $10,000. Yeah. Now, imagine being on that stage and winning the love of your life. <laughs> that exceeds anything. It exceeds any monetary value ever. If you dance, if you show your love in, in an open way and say, I'm not afraid to express my appreciation for someone to the world, why would you not do it on a public stage? Why would you not go out of your way to show how much you care for someone by letting the entirety of the world know? You know what? That, that, you sound like one of them toxic people who are like, you don't want to show me? You don't want to show your love for me? No, no. Our love is arfing. Leave it to be arfing. I do not have to perform for you to know I love you. So you're not going to let the other girls that are after you know that you've got a girl because <laughs> your love is so private. That sounds real toxic in itself. <laughs> I'm quite... <laughs> you know, I'm very happy in allowing whatever I have, whatever goes on, to be its own thing for us to share in our love. Our love isn't for the world. Our love is for us. At the end of the day, if we have to perform for it, is it love? If we have to show the world how much we care for each other, if I have to put on a performance for somebody to know that I care about them because other people see it, I don't want their love, you know? I, but also on the other, other side of it, I would never want to put that pressure on a human being. Imagine, like, I'll, I'll use your example, being in, uh, in a, an NBA, on an NBA uh, court, half time, you've got, 20,000 fans, you've got a million people, uh, NBA's not popular, 50,000 people watching, <laughs> you know, you potentially have 100,000 people overall looking at this game, right? And you're telling this person, really, did, you know, I put you in a, in a Caps 22, you either are forced into this, into this uh, matrimonial moment with me, or you say no, and every single person here has seen you do it. You kind of force them into being a villain or going along with something they don't want to do, if they're not 100% into it, right? If they're not 100% into it, we never know what's going on in anybody else's head other than our own. That's true. But what's stopping them from saying yes there and saying no elsewhere? So you're telling people it's liars? So you want people to lie? Well, it's a way to get out of this seemingly uncomfortable situation. Conversely, someone could be like, oh my God, this is the most romantic thing ever. And what's wrong with that? What's wrong with just being appreciated and be like, oh my God, this person has 
really put a lot of thought and effort and time into it. Because you've got you to go through a whole system of, oh, I need to email the stadium. I need to potentially book out seats. I need to make sure that their family are there. I need to go and potentially speak to their family if they, if they have their family there. Yeah. Um, I need to ask permission. I need to do all of these steps and take all of this effort to, to show my appreciation for someone. I'll bring the flowers that they love. These are all of the things that I've like, if I, imagine a list that you have, this person loves tulips. Um, their ring finger is size, I think it's A through like Z or something like that. So yeah. they're size, let's say F. Um, <laughs> they love this particular song. This is their tune. This is their, you've got them feeling good. You've got them enjoying the game because your team is winning because they know that you're trying to get married to this girl and they want <laughs> everything to go perfectly. Imagine your team winning and you winning personally, sharing in that experience. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I just, I just want to pose, pose a question to the listeners, right? Would you rather have this nightmarish... You know, I'm not going to frame it like that. Uh, would you rather have... <laughs> Completely unbiased there. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather have this extremely public performative proposal uh, at, at an NBA stadium or, or at a stadium of any kind? Or would you prefer to have a proposal with all of those same things you've just spoken about other than the team performing and the eyes on it because you can still get the flowers you can still have the song playing you can still get the ring size done you can do all of that um but on a private beach with sands a warm sun a low tide of crystal clear water and maybe just uh, some tunes playing in the background while you share a very intimate and personal moment with the person you love i know what i would choose and I'm just going to leave it at that time. Okay, Mr. Beach, Beach man. <laughs> <laughs> first fingers, first fingers. I took that idea. I just, I just remembered what was a proposal that I really liked. And uh, there's a guy who I used to work with called Mike Hawkins who proposed to his now wife uh, in that way. And she said it was just the most beautiful moment of her life. So I just remembered that. Um, so shout out to Mike because that was my idea. That was his idea and it was my idea to use it here. So yeah. So let us know. What would you choose? Would you go for the public? Would you go for the private? We would love to know. Uh, personally, regardless of this um, this debate that we just had here, I would definitely go for a private. I think, uh, yeah, I've been planning my proposal for a while. Don't know who it's for, so, but I've been planning my proposal for a while. Ooh, you got listeners going, oh, I wish it was me. I like the sound of that beat. Get in contact with me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I'm also, I think I'm more of a private person mm. uh, and I like the idea of creating a moment that just you two have. Yeah. Something that, like you say, it's not on TV, it's not anywhere but in your memories mm -hmm. um, and potentially just a video that you do have that you can like watch later on in yeah. life and you can be like, oh, 10 years down the line, yeah. 20 years down the line, 30 years down the line. Yeah. Ooh. 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 I think, I think <laughs> Guys, God, that does. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, that last thing, last thing to add to that, like, if I had, like, a person who was once a professional sniper yeah. and also now became a professional videographer... Do you say sniper? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, a professional sniper, like, who's really good at hiding in camouflage, <laughs> but also is a really good videographer. Yeah. So, like, like, nobody else knows that they're there and it's just us two. And I've forgotten they're there because they're so good at hiding. And then, you know, we do the proposal and they're recording. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. actively recording, but we don't know that they're recording because they're such a good sniper. Do you? 
Yeah. That's how I they are also possibly the worst person because they will play pranks on you all the time. They just jump out of the wall. <laughs> ah! I'm not ready for that. So um, today we have talked about adopt or drop. We spoke about talking to yourself in public, learning national dances, mm-hmm. hot sauce on everything, cereal mm-hmm. pouring standards, the most important one of our day, mm-hmm. and some very random British things yeah. that we have to do, which we are got important. Scrap, yeah. yeah. Um, which TV character would you transport into another world? Mm. Is it Sherlock? Is it Artemis Fowl? Is it Harry Potter? Gandalf? Is it just Serena Williams into any other world? Into everything. A superhero. I would put Serena into in everything. Yeah, yeah, genuinely. It's the best. Public proposals for or against? Thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm. This is Is A Hot Dog A Sandwich. Yes, Find us at Is A Hot Dog A Pod on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. Peace. Peace.